Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jimmy Ott's Game Time. Jimmy Ott's Game Time. What time is it? Game Time. Need an angle? The Ott Fathers got you covered. My boys waited smart. Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. And may the odds be ever in your favor. Now, here's Jimmy Ott. Bingo! I got action. Oh, we are off to a good start today. Yes, indeed. Welcome aboard, baby. Yes, indeed. This uh, the, Early in the season, Wednesday has become getaway day in Major League Baseball as opposed to Thursday. And we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine day baseball games. Poor Kevin Gosman, he was phenomenal today. Only threw six innings, but struck out nine, walked zero against a very good lineup in the Philadelphia Phillies with Bryce Harper, um, and uh, carried a one to nothing lead into the uh, into the ninth inning. Uh, but they could not close it. They could not close it for him. I mean, and they rare, I think three hits. It was phenomenal. It was really impressive. Zach Wheeler, so. One of the advanced um, statistics that a lot of people cite is uh, uh, fielding independent pitching. And Zach Wheeler's number one in Major League Baseball entered today's game, and he was phenomenal. Gave up a one, <clears throat> gave up one run uh, in the uh, in the inning that uh, he pitched. The innings he pitched seven, three hits, one walk, struck out seven. Just only gave up one. I mean, it was a pit. You want to talk about a game that was flying by. They're at the bottom of the 10th now, right now. One and one, Blue Jays and Phillies. Um, Rockies won four to three over the Pirates. They're a dog plus 120. Uh, on the podcast earlier this morning, rarely do I give out a double pick, but one of the hottest pitchers, but he's only three and two. Eduardo Rodriguez uh, for Detroit. And you've heard me give him out on Otterlocks on. Uh, on Matcho uh, at times as well. <clears throat> He's been phenomenal. Cleveland really struggles against left-handers. You got the double whammy there. Uh, they really threatened. Nothing but goose eggs today for the Guardians. And the Tigers are one of the weaker lineups in baseball as well. Uh, but they uh, So we took under 7.5. Double winner there. Uh, Tigers plus 105 in the under 7.5, 5-0 final. Clayton Kershaw was his usual self. 
He was really good today. Eight to one over the Brewers. They take two of three in Milwaukee. Marlins score one in the ninth to beat the Diamondbacks five to four. <clears throat> the Nationals at plus a dollar forty. Uh, we had them on the podcast earlier today. Uh, Josiah Gray has steadied into a solid, solid starter, and Sean Manaya. I would say after Madison Bumgarner down, he's out of baseball. I would say the weakest stuff of any regular major league starter is Sean Manaya. He just doesn't have anything in the era where they're throwing, you know, low 90s changeups now. Uh his stuff is really weak. He got smashed today. Uh it was 10 it was uh 8 to nothing. The final is 11 to 6. Nationals over Giants. That was plus a dollar 40. And then our Texas Rangers um not just Max Gotro. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm jumping on that little Texas Rangers bandwagon as well. Their uh, win total was 81.5. We took the over there. They're now eight games over 500. And it was a tough matchup because we're talking about the FIP stat. Not in the American League, in Major League Baseball. In Major League Baseball, the three starters that the Rangers have faced the last three days, okay, and Logan Gilbert, AL Pitcher of the Month in April, uh, Elder last night, um, top 10 and FIP. Today, Luis Castillo was picked up by the Reds midseason. He was phenomenal last year. He's in the top 10. Three starters, all top 10 FIP that the Rangers went in there and took two out of three. They are dangerous. So they take two out of three in Anaheim. They take two out of three in Seattle. They head to Oakland. Eight games over 500 and also... At plus 550, we got them earlier. Can't find plus 550, but I still think plus 450 is available at uh, Bet Rivers. This is with Jacob DeGrom with, what, max four starts? Something like that. You know, so he's expected to come back a week or so. Uh, but, uh, no, this is – they are – they got a great lineup. And uh, Josh Smith had a couple of hits today. And uh, he's batting ninth for them, but – uh, Young is – he's not the leader as far as the odds leader right now, but he's going to be tough to beat. He's probably going to lead all American League rookies in home runs. He's got tremendous power to all fields. So, Texas Rangers, a 4-0 and start to the day in the podcast. It's free, like Handy would say. It's free. Sports Better's Paradise podcast. Monday and Wednesday, quick picks, we call it. It's less than 10 minutes, and it's our, we drop it about 10 a.m. every Monday and Wednesday. We've got two picks left remaining from the podcast today, and that is, we gave it out, White Sox, Kansas City over, over 9.5, plus 105 is the best number over at Bet Rivers. Two very struggling starters, two v- even more struggling bullpens. 27th and 29th of a 30-team league in ERA. White Sox starters, ERA is 7. Keller for the Royals is the most walks in Major League Baseball. And he is the only starter with at least three starts to walk more runners than he has struck out. Philly scratch scratch one across in the 10th inning. They take it 2-1 over Toronto. Spoiling an, an unbelievable start for Kevin Gosman. Uh, in that one. <clears throat> Got a busy show for you tonight. How about at 6.30 tonight? Wes Reynolds, 70 
to one shot he put out last week. Now, it was not a consensus pick because he was the only one that picked him last week at the Wells Fargo. But Wyndham Clark at seventy to one. He gave us seven gave us seven golfers. It was the seventh one that he mentioned. But he's here every Wednesday at seven o'clock. He will be with us again at seven o'clock. JVT uh, for Jonathan Von Tobel, senior editor for Point Spread Weekly for Veasan, uh, NBA guru. He's with us uh, at six fifteen tonight, uh, giving you a pick and a breakdown of tonight's doubleheader. 6.30 tip in the Garden. Knicks down 3-1, catching 3.5 against the Miami Heat. The Heat have covered seven in a row. The only loss that they had in this series, they sat Jimmy Butler, and they still covered the inflated number there. Golden State at 9 o'clock tonight. Back at home in San Francisco in a desperate spot. Three elimination games. The last time they were down 3-1, they faced Kevin Durant. In the uh, in Russell Westbrook and James Harden, as they were down three to one, they won Game Five at home, and then it was that unbelievable Game Six. Game Six was unreal. I mean, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma City should have won that game, but <clears throat> Clay uh, Clay Thompson kept a minute hitting some threes, and then Steph Curry with a couple of big threes down the stretch, and they stole it from him in Game Six, won in Game Seven, and the rest is history. Uh, in that one, that was the last time they were down three to one. Inflated number, but I'm kind of on the square play here. I'm going to bounce back on the exhale. The whole thing, the Lakers roster is load management and aged. The and we've seen them in three spots, three for three. They ain't even close. What's the margin of victory combined in game two and five against Memphis and games two? against Golden State, an XL spot. When they win game one and steal and, and, and regain home field, um, home court advantage, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, when they um, when they had the 3-1 lead in Memphis and lost by like uh, 25, I mean, combined, it's about 80 points. It's unbelievable. It's um, unbelievable. So eight, eh, third of 80. Is not is a lot more than eight. I think it's uh, an XL spot. I know what LeBron said after the game. We can't go into uh, San Francisco like we did, and we did Game Five in Memphis. You know these guys. No, 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 no. I've seen it. I've seen it. Don't tell me what my eyeballs did not see. So we'll see that later. I have a pick for you in hockey. They're dropping a the puck right now. Get on it. Randy McKay, who will be with a professional sports gambler out of South Dakota. He knows a little bit about hockey. The Florida Panthers, lower seed, looking too sweet tonight. It is plus money right now at Bet Rivers. Randy McKay, I'll ask him what he likes in the early hockey. He likes Florida in the sweep. So Florida sweep, actually minus 105. Uh, at Bet Rivers is the best price. Florida leads the series three at nothing over the Maple Leafs. Remember, after the Maple Leafs won and beat Tampa Bay in the first round, they made them the favorite to win the whole thing. Yeah, down three zip in this one. We'll be monitoring that one. Nine o'clock tonight. If you believe in the zigzag, is it real in the NHL? Well, both visiting teams last night rolled. That home ice means nothing. All that home ice means is, hey, go against it and get some uh, extra juice. Well, Randy's got Florida. We followed him on the Panthers. I believe in him enough on that one. But Edmonton. Edmonton gets uh, beat by two 
in Game 1. They win by five goals in Game 2. They get beat by four goals in Game 3. So the zigzag tonight tells you that the minus 190 Oilers are going to bounce back. Minus one and a half is plus around 130, depending on where you shop. We're live here at Snow Seafood and Steak in Gonzales. Jimmy out along with Max Gotro, Mon in the ship over here. Uh, Michael back in the studio taking you, uh, you know, getting uh, getting the calls lined up. Our guest, JVT, talking NBA, Wes Reynolds with golf and other stuff. Our consensus golf picks brought to you by Dana Brown at the law offices of O.C. Brown. Professional sports better, Randy McKay at 7 o'clock. We are full with me, and we are hot. Yes, indeed. Game time for Snow Seafood and Steak on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. All right, let's go to Las Vegas, my boy, JVT. It's his time of the year. He doesn't sleep this time of the year. He went all them kids running around the house and stuff like that, the little ones. JVT, NBA, baby, what's going on, man? Uh, nothing, you're right. Sitting here, got the uh, kids' videos on. He's zoned out so I can talk to you. There's no time for sleep. <laughs> Hey, hey! Um, so we have a little bit of time before they uh, tip off in uh, New York. So we'll get to your uh, breakdown and your pick in just a little bit of the two games tonight. But I got to go back two nights ago to Lakers Golden State, and um, I was fortunate enough to uh, have uh, the Lakers minus two and a half in that game. So I, I, I know when you know been uh, fortunate. Um, you want to talk about a strange game? Uh, let me see. So, so Golden State is all perimeter. LA's got all of the you know the, the the advantages in the paint and the numbers show that and then Steve Kerr pitches backwards he pulls AD out of the paint and he attacks the paint and they've got was it 24 points in the paint at halftime and 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 and, and then the craziness at the end where AD's on the perimeter I mean guarding just shoot, what what was going through your mind watching how that game played out Monday night I mean, I, I I thought it was a good game plan. I thought that I thought Steve Kerr had the right idea. It looked like the offense was working. And, you know, it's weird because in that fourth quarter, all of a sudden they went away from it, right? And they went back to what they were doing in game one, which was running Curry off ball, yes. allowing everybody else to handle it. Right. It, it didn't make any sense when almost every single possession, which, which they put Anthony Davis in a pick and roll with Steph Curry handling the ball, they were getting open looks. Like they were getting, whether it was in the paint, whether it was an open three, they were moving the ball really well whenever they were running that. And for some reason, they went away from it. And they tried to do it on the last play. We know what happened. AD kind of bothered up Curry, and he just put up a shot. So, look, I think this team, like we can get into it, Jimmy. There's a lot of different aspects of this series that have gone the Lakers' way. But I keep looking at a team in the Warriors who have shot themselves in the foot multiple times throughout this series, and it's why they're down 3-1. JVT, I brought it up to humans yesterday. That game seven loss against Cleveland, you know, that LeBron-Kyrie team, I mean, Steph Curry just goes behind his back for no reason to pass the guy to the guys at the timeline. It wasn't like he was breaking in for a dunk and just turn and waste a possession and a critical possession in Game Seven with like two or three minutes to go. They've gotten sloppy. The thing is, the result oriented, and they've won championships. Why? And they've gotten away with it. And where even Steve Kerr asked about what about Clay Thompson shot selection late? Well, I mean, you got to live or yep. die with that. I mean, he's you know so. Kind of this sloppiness catching up with them a little bit? Oh, I think so. And, like, here's the thing. You kind of alluded to it, right? They've kind of always been this team underneath all of the glamour. 
they have been a team that has been questionable in terms of their shot selection, in terms of their like the times in which they have tried to be a little bit more theatrical. You mentioned the behind the back pass in the NBA Finals of Game Seven. Like this has actually kind of been who they are for a long time. The big difference is this year you're not good enough to overcome those things, right? Like in years past. When you were the best team ever constructed, right. you can get away with that nonsense, but not now. And you mentioned it, like one of the biggest disappointments. Clay Thompson, not only in terms of shot selection, but he's not he's not hitting anything. And he's taking contested jumper after contested jumper that you can get at any point of a possession. It's been maddening to watch. So maybe when you're back in San Francisco and you're in your friendly confines of your building, those shots go down and you play a little bit better, but you're not anywhere near good enough as a team like you were in the past to overcome some of the silly mistakes that you keep making. And, JVT, how about, you know, a guy who in game four, you know, I thought that was where the, the, the championship was won last year in Boston, and Steph Curry won it by himself. And, I mean, he he's, I don't know, where you want to put him in, inside the top ten, just outside the top ten all time. He's an all-timer, whatever. But how about him now twice in the postseason? He doesn't have any clue of situational awareness. Letting the Kings back in the game. We're calling that timeout in game four. And then he's got the ball with three or four seconds. He doesn't know he has a timeout. I mean, so <laughs> I, that's the last goal to say thing before I get to the Lakers next. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're like, you're right. Like the irony, right? Of like, this is the time where you call the timeout. And you don't like, even let's say they didn't have one. It's just like, what's the mission? What is the goal? What do you, what do you intend to happen when you just throw it wildly like that to nobody in particular? Like, what do you expect to happen in that instance? I was amazed by their execution down the stretch, whether it was that clay three, whether it was the turnovers down the stretch. Draymond Green's ridiculous. They try to run that hammer play on LeBron. It's like, no, we're just going to switch everything. I'm not allowed you to have clay open in the corner. But it, it, the execution was a nightmare. And so, look, they turned things around. They got two out of three in San Francisco. It starts tonight. Maybe they can pull it off. But I, we haven't really seen much from them that would give you a ton of confidence that they could do it. Okay, one more thing that I'm puzzled. You know, I'm, I'm scratching my head. I, I don't have any more hair left, so I can't scratch that off. So I'm sitting there. Ad, he's 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 19 and six and a half. He's six of nine shooting, 67 percent. He shoots four times the second half. He doesn't demand the ball. They're not giving him the ball. I mean, what? Huh? I mean, that's the biggest matchup advantage that they have whether they double him and create open looks for others or he just takes his guy i mean what what was that all about well i think that's kind of jimmy like the secondary aspect of using ad and every single pick and roll and getting him out there you exhaust him right like he's he's got to play almost every single minute of these okay. games and he's their best defender he's probably their best offensive player at this point right now just given lebron's injury and his age and so now in the second half, when you've been putting almost every single pick and roll, he's exhausted. And so he doesn't want to expend that energy on offense. I think that's a really big part of it. So it goes back to why is Golden State, do you go away from that? But it also goes back to Anthony Davis and this weird trend of like good game, bad game, good game, bad game. Like it's, it's not something as if you're going to be one of the best players, if you're going to lead them to another championship, like you can't do that. You got to be consistent in terms of wanting the ball on almost every possession. I'll last Steph Curry. Like he had the ball in almost every single possession in his hands in that game. I tell you, it, it was, it's been highly entertaining. But in, and I thought Kerr was really good, uh, you know, to it. And, you know, I gave Kerr a big advantage on the bench. Now, it's sort of co-head coaches with LeBron and Darvin Ham, but give Darvin Ham credit. He put Lonnie Walker the fourth in in garbage time in, that, uh, in game two. 
Uh, he showed a little spark. Said, okay, mate, we might we might be able to use him. But, I mean, LeBron was deferring to him, and then you have that factor. So, okay, it's been a, a, a strange but highly entertaining season. This game tonight seems too easy, seems too simple, but I'm worried it's a little too square the way the line movement is going. It opened up six and a half, six or six and a half. It's at seven and a half or eight. Um, JVT, I've seen in the exhale spot this aged Laker team, this load management heavy Laker team where, okay, they get one up, uh, up 1-0 against Golden State, get blown out in exhale spot in game two. Get up 1-0 against Sacramento, get blown out with John Morant in game two. Up 3-1 in um, – I said Sacramento. I meant Memphis. Memphis yep. in games one and game five. Same situation here. They're up 3-1. Isn't Golden State supposed to roll tonight? Yeah, it would seem like it. It seems like it's the spot, and I agree with you. You know, I, I keep talking about this, Jimmy, where it's like, as a sports better, how much are you willing to buy into a clearly juiced line where it shouldn't be, right, because of the scenario that the team is in? Right. Golden State is in a scenario in which they should probably win and cover because the situation. You mentioned the, the most recent example for Los Angeles, which is take a 3-1 series lead, go back to Memphis, get absolutely smoked, pull guys in the fourth quarter because you just want to get back home, and then, of course, they take care of business. You know, And you might see some more thing here today. The difference is, this Golden State team still has Steph Curry, and they are a better team at this point right now, even ever so slightly, than the Memphis Grizzlies. And you don't want to give them the opportunity to get back in it. So I'm with you. Like it, the, the guy in me that likes data and numbers would look at this and go, why in the world would you upgrade the power rating for the Golden State Warriors just because they have to win? Like That doesn't make any sense. But it, I was talking with Doug Kazarian of ESPN the other night, and he put it really well, which is you could do that. But would you really want to be on the other end sweating out Lakers plus eight when they're down by like 17, right, heading into the third quarter going, of course, we knew that this was going to happen the whole time. So I would say wait in game. The way that the Warriors have played, the way that they're dependent on three-point shooting, I would think that as tight as the series has been, you're going to get an opportunity to get a cheaper number, maybe even like an opening number about five and a half once this game gets started. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Too late for that, JVT. I'm already on them. So I'm on this date. I'm on them uh, there. So I did get, get uh, seven and a half. So I, I laid that there. I've seen I've seen enough of this Lakers team. LeBron could talk that big game after the game. No, 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 no. I mean, this is a this is this is the poster child roster for load management. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, who you like in the first game? I mean, these these this Heat. They just don't take a night off. The only game that they've lost, they still 
he'll cover without Jimmy Butler and had a six-point lead very late uh, in the Garden. Knicks, uh, I thought they played hard. It wasn't a, like a lack of effort. They tried some different things. Those Miami role players just continue to make shots from the perimeter. Uh, uh, Knicks are three and a half. Who you got in the early one? Yeah, I, I bet I bet he money lined, and, and I think like the, the Miami. I think we kind of forget Jimmy. Remember, this is like the same base core at least that went to the NBA Finals in the Orlando bubble. Like Jimmy Butler led that team. Bam, Bam Adebayo was part of that team. Obviously, Eric Spoelstra was on the sidelines, and then you get the other pieces too. Kyle Lowry's a championship winning player. Like, there's a lot of guys here that understand how this works. Let's go to New York. Let's do our thing where we are well coached. We know exactly where our spots are on defense. We know how to communicate. And let's end this thing. Emmanuel quickly is injured and beat up. That bench for New York is not anywhere near the same it was in the regular yeah. season. You match up well with them. If there's any team that I have confidence in, right? And keep in mind, they did it the first round, right? They were up 3-1 on Milwaukee. They go to Milwaukee, and what do they do? They close that series out, and they end it. This is what the Heat do, man. They're very well coached. And I bet a money line tonight to end this thing. JVT, um, so we're we talking about Golden State and the Lakers and all the oddities and just the high entertainment. Of course, the the branding. Uh, I mean, I mean, the league could not ask for anything better as far as the eyeballs watching the games. Yep. But I'm watching that game in the intensity, and then I watched the Celtics play defense last night. Yep. I mean, Joel Embiid is getting wide open looks from the free throw line. James Harden is getting wherever he wants to on the court with dribble penetration. The Celtics are um, eight and three to the over in the, in this postseason. And I thought that's what made them really special last year. Their commitment, their buy-in on that side of the court. They're not interested in playing defense right now is what I see. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's the most shocking part of what's happened in this postseason, right? Outside of Milwaukee going down the way that they did, Boston was supposed to be good defensively. Like, this was supposed to be their strength. And like you said, the, the shocking part about it is it's not like these 76ers are coming out and have some schematic advantage where they're just exploiting this defense for the Celtics. They look apathetic. They look lackadaisical. They look like they don't care, that they'd rather save the energy for offense. And it's astonishing. And you know what makes it more annoying, Jimmy? Go back to game four. In the fourth quarter, they held they held Philly to an offensive rating of 75. Like they, Philly was abysmal in that fourth quarter. Al Horford shutting down Joel Embiid. They tie the game and they go to overtime. Like they have the capabilities of playing better defensively, and that's what makes this thing so agonizing. Watching them, and now they deserve every bit of this three-two series deficit that they're in. Now they did the same thing last year. If you remember against Milwaukee, they lost it. They lost the game, and then they had to go on the road, win in Milwaukee, and then brought it back to Boston and won that thing eventually. But it, like against Joel Embiid and James Harden, the way that they're playing, you're playing with fire to put yourself in this scenario yet again. No doubt. So JVT. Who do you like to win the whole thing, uh, where we stand right now? Yeah, you know, so I've got this future on Philly, and I, I want to say that I still believe in the 76ers. If they're, especially given the situation that they're in, up 3-2 going back home, and given the other side of the bracket where I do think Miami's going to turn it to a little bit of a pumpkin, right? It's going to strike midnight by the time they get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think Philly is uh, well on their way to winning this thing, and I, I think just given the structure of where we're at with this entire bracket, I think we're on our way here to a Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid NBA Finals with Philly taking that thing. Well, you got to like that the knee brace is off for Joel Embiid. Yep. Um, he looks like he's he's healthy again. You got to like sort of this, I don't know, fountain of youth type of uh, effect on James Harden. He looks re-energized and uh, a little bit lighter, or <laughs> just at least the way yeah. he's playing. And and man, you, you always got that swing game. And Game Four was a monster 
swing game because Philly should have won that thing comfortably, and then here's Boston going to steal it, and they stole it back. So that game four was monster. Oh, it was huge. Like that one in game one, I think those are the ones you point to, right? The two the two ones that the, yeah. uh, the Philly won before game six, or excuse me, yeah, game five, because you lose that game without Joel Embiid on the floor. So you get that one, and then like you said, you get that one and you steal it from Boston, who's about to steal it from you. And it explains why we're here at this point right now. That was huge for them to do that. And and to do it, Jimmy, when they blew a lead, right? Like when they were up 16 at one point in the second quarter, they blow that lead, and it's somewhat similar to the, one of their last games against Boston in the regular season where they had a double-digit lead, blew that, and they eventually lost it. You kind of saw, like, ooh, maybe this is the writing on the wall. Maybe Boston's about to take this 3-1 lead. This matchup, like we thought, is going to play out in their favor. Nope, not at all. Yeah, no, no doubt. What number did you get on Philly winning it at all? I've got him at twenty three to one. Oh, good luck. Good luck. Jonathan Von Tobel, follow him on Twitter at me JVT. Thank you, JVT. We appreciate you taking some time. Get back to those little ones, man. That yeah, we'll talk to you soon. It, Anytime. Oh, all right. Uh, that's Jonathan Von Tobel. Excellent, excellent uh on the NBA from a handicapping perspective. Don't forget our friends at Legacy Title, Chad Reynolds and Legacy Title 2960060, a full-service title company servicing all of South Louisiana. Fast, friendly, professional services, which you get when you dial 2960060. You're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. Chad has assembled a great team of uh, closing attorneys. Ashley Donald, Mariana Haynes, Michael Platt, Adrian Galata, and Edie Cagnolotti. It is all, nobody chooses but you. Buying, building, or refinancing, call 296-0060. Chad Reynolds in Legacy Title. He's on the heat, the heat plus three and a half. They're getting ready to uh, tip it off in just a couple of minutes from the garden. We'll have it on over here at Snow's, and we'll let you know as the game progresses. Game time here from Snow's Seafood and Steak, Airline Highway at Highway 74 in Gonzales and 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. All right. It was the seventh golfer he gave me last week, but at 70-1, to one, <laughs> hottest golf handicapper around again this year. Wes Reynolds joins us right now. It's kind of becoming habit, Wes. Well done. Yeah, we like these habits, uh, especially at 75-1. to one. Wyndham Clark had kind of been <laughs> knocking on the door. For a win, and the reason why he was the seventh golfer, obviously, it was a really good field last week at the Wells Fargo. And uh, look, held off a lot of good players. Xander Shoffley never really made a move. Clark lost the lead on Sunday, and Shoffley never made the move. Clark birdied five of eight holes, getting into that back nine, and uh, was able to pull away for the win. There you go. Good job. Good job, uh, Wes. Who we got in the Byron Nelson this weekend? Uh, yeah, this is a little bit of a downfield because it's the week before the PGA. He, of course, withdrew. Scotty Scheffler is the big favorite, being that he's uh, the uh, Dallas resident. So a little bit too short for me. So I went a little bit down the board. I started in the mid-range. I went with Seamus Power at 45-1, to one, ninth year last year, 17th the year before at TPC Craig Grant. He really does very well on – what I would consider to be easier courses. And the winning score here, by the way, was 25, 26 under par, both years by K.H. Lee. So this has been the K.H. Lee Invitational down here in Dallas. But I'm going with Seamus Power, 45-1. to Tom Hoagie at 50-1. to Leads the field on approach and proximity gain from 200 or more yards. Uh, 
and played his golf nearby at TCU over in Fort Worth. So local angle that might get a little bit uh-huh. ignored because Steffler and Tom Kim, both Dallas residents, uh, Joseph Bramlett, 70 to one. He was seventh here two years ago. One of the longer hitters on the PGA tour. Sam Stevens, 75 to one. He's another Fort Worth local, uh, second at the Bolero last month. So, uh, has had a couple good finishes already this year. Michael Kim, 80 to one. He was seventh on the first stage of the leaderboard last weekend at the Wells Fargo. Two, uh, two top 20s in his last three events. I think he's starting to play good golf. And then Jimmy Walker, a guy I hadn't played in a while, 130 to one. Everybody that follows golf closely knows the story that Jimmy Walker contracted Lyme disease in 2017, the year after he won the PGA in 2016. And his career's been derailed for a little while, but he's played some pretty solid golf this year, even at 44 years of age. Uh, four top 25s in his last five starts was right in the mix at the RBC Heritage uh, uh, until, like, the middle of Sunday. So he's playing very good golf. I think he could get a longer-odd guy down the board hit this week with not a ton of quality at the top, but a lot of good guys in the mid-range. Wes, how do you feel about the the new schedule with the elevated events and then the ones that suffer because of it? Because Byron Nelson is used to a much stronger field than this. Yeah, I, look, I, I'm a little I'm a little lukewarm on it because I, look, Byron Nelson has been part of the PGA Tour since it was a different name when the the namesake Byron Nelson actually won this event in Dallas. So it's been out there since 1944 and. I'm not. A, I don't really like these elevated events. I think that they did this or designated whatever you want to call them, largely because of the money that live was doling out to players, and you know that maybe the players. And I can understand some of these guys are like, yeah, we should probably get a little bit more, but it does kind of hurt your fields with with certain schedules. Now, I'm glad that Scotty Scheffler at least, you know, he decided not to play the Wells Fargo. He's like, you know, I need to play in Dallas. I live in Dallas. That's my hometown. That's where my wife is from. It was the same thing with Rom a couple weeks ago in Mexico, being the Masters champion and a Spaniard. So obviously, you know, as close to a home game, I guess, that you can get, considering he lives in Arizona. So I like that these guys felt, you know, hey, I, we, we need to play and strengthen these events a little bit more. But I wish other players felt that way. Um, Wes, what was your... What's your take from Game Four in uh, in L.A. the other night with the Lakers and Golden State? Well, I got to I got to give credit to L.A. Look, and it's followed the same pattern really as the Memphis series. Lakers steal Game One on the road, then they're flat in Game Two and get blown right. out. Then in Game Three, they they go home and they blow the team out, and then Game Four they pull it out in the end in what was a coin flip game and really close throughout the entire way. So. Right. You know, if it's going to fall along the lines of that pattern that it did with Memphis, then you got to think that that Golden State's the play tonight. But now that the number has moved, I'm seeing some eights out there. You know, I'm not sure. I think Golden State, I think Steve Kerr's kind of searching for answers a little bit with this lineup. He he doesn't have the answer to the question of what you're going to do for size because he doesn't have the size. You don't have somebody that can really match up with an AD down low. Kevon Looney, I thought, was much better than the Sacramento series because Sacramento, other than Sabonis, who's kind of more of a finesse guy down low, couldn't really match up with just, like, brute force and strength. But, you know, a guy that's long like AD certainly can, and obviously LeBron is big and strong, and he can rebound. So, 
This has just been a tough matchup. I don't disagree with the line move on Golden State because I kind of do think it's their game with the backs against the wall. But, no, I don't think the Lakers. I know some national commentators were saying they're going to, you know, they really should mail it in here and focus on game six. No. When you got a team, you know, on their heels, you, you want to, you know, push them down and stomp on the neck here. So that's what I think the Lakers got to try to do tonight. But I'm not exactly shocked that this has been a very good series. I'm a little bit surprised that Golden State's trying to avoid elimination in game five, however. I mean, it's identical uh, from the uh, Memphis series. I mean, like you said, um, you know, in the game fours where, I mean, the Lakers needed something really, I mean, three straight threes by D'Angelo Russell to keep him in a game yep. against Memphis. And uh, 15 in the fourth quarter for Lonnie Walker the fourth. So, yeah, the uh, it, it's unreal. And I'm, I'm just going to hold court. And the Lakers roster west to me is just, it's, it's load management uh, personified. I mean, we've seen it this year. I just think they're a little too old and a little too thin not to take an exhale spot here. Yeah, and, and, and look, LeBron and AD just, uh, you know, two nights ago played, you know, high 40 minutes. So this is a tough turnaround, but I think that's factored in in the number now. I think it was five and a half on the opener, immediately went to six and a half, seven, and now seeing seven and a half, right. eight. So I don't disagree with it. I want to maybe find a spot on the Warriors in game tonight because I think that this is their game to win. Uh, but. Yeah, you know, the Lakers have, have been very good in this series, and, and I think they've been a tough matchup for Golden State. And I just think the Warriors not having that size down low. Unless they shoot the ball really well, they got to get more out of Clay Thompson, though. Clay had a terrible game in game four. So they got to get that, that third four. Yeah, yeah, Gary Payton, the second, was actually very good. That was actually a very smart adjustment, I think, by Kerr for defense you know, to stop D'Angelo Russell. But then, I mean, there are times, you know, where you got like Seth guarding LeBron, and that's just going to be a mismatch. So the Warriors are stuck with what they've got. They just don't have any size. Who, who you got in this first game in, in the Garden? Uh, I like the, like the low-scoring game, first half under. Uh, I didn't play this uh, really. I, I kind of leaned a little bit next here, but – I, I got to give credit to Miami and Spo, man. That guy knows what he's doing. And, he, you know, he kind of gets disrespected a lot. Yeah. Like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. But he's pushed the right buttons, and he's got the guys in the right roles, and he's got players on this roster. So credit to him and Pat Riley because you get guys like Kevin Love. He knows his role. You get guys like uh, Gabe Vincent. He knows his role. Max Cruz knows his role. Because this team has been shorthanded considering Tyler Hero's hurt considering they don't have Oladipo playing off the bench. He's been hurt. And, uh, you know, now the Knicks, their bench is, is getting exposed. is not very deep with quickly having been hurt. They had to put Grimes in the starting lineup. Both the defenses has been good. I just think Spoh's been a little better, better than Tibbs in this series. Well, Miami in a similar spot, up 3-1 in uh, early impressions. Now, Knicks are up 10-8 to midway through the first quarter, but early impressions – uh, Miami ain't laying down. I mean, they they no, come no. to battle uh, tonight. Not so a, it's true. Not at all. Yeah, yeah, not at all. And 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 look, uh, you know, these teams three one on the road. It's all you know. It's it's pretty hard to close out when you're a road team. But uh, I I think the, these playoffs have just been unpredictable. Who would have thought maybe Boston was facing elimination tomorrow night? And here they are. 
Wes, the most unpredictable. I mean, the, the NBA playoffs, that's the biggest down. You know, the down, it, it, you know, is the worst thing about it is it's, it's always predictable, you know? And, I mean, mm-hmm. okay, you win one game, but you got to play best of seven. It's not like the NCAA tournament, obviously. But, I mean, the, the home, the, the better team has home court. And it's just been, I, I mean, I don't go hyperbolic, but, I mean, it's been so damn wide open. You know, with that being said, who 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 do you think is going to win the whole thing? Yeah, that's that, that's a tough call. I think I think Denver's going to finish off Phoenix. I, I think Phoenix. They've just Booker and Durant have had to carry this team so much, and you know, eventually that's going that's going to wear them down. Just not really getting the production out of the bench. They don't get a lot out of DeAndre Ayton. He's completely lost without Chris Paul running that pick and roll. So Devin Booker has basically had to be the point guard for this team. Uh, so you know, he's still scoring, but he's got to be an assist man too and try to get guys involved. So, you know, I still like Denver coming out of the West, the disrespected one seed, if you will, with this team. And I think, uh, I do think Boston's going to even it up tomorrow. I still think that they're the best team in the East, but they have not shown it. And, uh, maybe there's tension with Tatum and Brown. Maybe this thing just isn't going to work with these two guys. Unreal, unreal, and uh, and, and, and Jokic uh, doesn't make first team All NBA today. So I mean, right. what right. is going, that, what right? is going on? Explain, explain, <laughs> explain that one to me. Early peak, early peak at the PGA. What you looking at? Uh, yeah, there's a a couple. I I kind of like Tony Finau a little bit. I know he didn't play great at Quail Hollow, but this could be a time where I think. You're going to get one of these guys, I think, Jimmy, that have been kind of knocking on the door on that best player to not win a major list. I think one of those guys may get there next week. So I'll probably have some Finau. I'll probably have some Xander Shoffley. I already have some Cameron Young, but he has not been very good the last few weeks. Maybe he finds it here at Oak Hill next week. All right, and is it true? You and humans, a, a, a three-hour show completely devoted to the NFL schedule release. Is this is this accurate? That is tomorrow. Uh, uh, Super Dave Ross going to uh, be the point guard and host the show. Matt gonna, and I going to analyze the schedule in real time. I know uh, we have some lines being put up real time for all 18 weeks. So season wins, looking at the adjustments and looking at those little nuances too. Okay, you know. How many have, you know, multiple road games in a row? What's the travel going to be for these teams? You know, teams that got to go overseas, and do they have a bye week the next week, or do they play the next week? So, And then you look at those short weeks, teams that play on primetime, teams that got to play on Sunday and then play a Thursday night game. So those are those little nuances that you always look into, we, even though we know the opponents now, but now we'll have a schedule order to really kind of uh, see if we can capitalize on those. Humans a minus a dollar eighty to bring his uh, sunglasses and megaphone to to the show tomorrow. So we'll see about that. So anyway, <laughs> Wes, follow Wes on Twitter at Wes Reynolds One. Great stuff as always, Wes. Thank you, buddy. You bet, Jimmy. Thank you. All right. Running a business can be difficult enough without the right relationship with your bank. With United Community Bank's local business bankers, you're not just a number, you're a partner. I was over there today. 
got a CD special going on right now for nine and uh, nine month and uh, uh, twelve month uh, CDs. So go by and check it out. Their brand new branch uh, at Blue Bonnet and Burbank, and uh, the great team of uh, bankers: Mark Juno, Heath Meir, Nicole Glover, David Henry, and Prentice Wilkes. Give them a call and discuss how we can help your business today. United Community Bank, the local way to bank big with locations from Baton Rouge to Golden Meadow. We've been serving the people of southern Louisiana for over 50 years. United Community Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Game time here from Snow Seafood and Steak on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Now, I already played it uh, before the game starts later tonight, you know, but uh, what JVT said uh, is something that is something you may want to consider because you look at the first six minutes of this game in Miami, and Miami and the Knicks and Golden State and the Lakers in a similar situation. The only thing is... Miami has Miami has shown a killer instinct. Miami has sh- gone for the throat, even the most unlikely of spots uh, in game five against Milwaukee. I mean, Milwaukee's winning that. I mean, we're setting up money line parlays, and I mean, that's a given they're going to win that. Well, they were rolling, but then Miami, once it got close, uh, Milwaukee flat out choked, and they go and beat them uh, in that game. But the first six minutes of this game, I can tell that Miami's come to play. Now, it's early. It's an NBA game. Anything can happen. The spread's only three and a half. Right now, Miami's up 18 to 12 over the Knicks. But they're just, there's no, like, they came to play. Butler looks looks good. Um, they, they just, they, can, they, they are not exhaling or just uh, punting uh, this game, so to speak. And that's not what we saw. Now, the Lakers, I say that. But Lakers game two, they were up six or seven at the end of the first quarter in uh, in San Francisco. And then still got run out by 27. So I'll say that. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I've just seen these two teams with the 3-1 leads uh, approach it completely differently between uh, the Lakers uh, and the Miami Heat. All right, good news in uh, Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. Uh, we're off to a good start with our over. Uh, two to nothing Royals in the bottom of the first. Still batting with two on and two out. Lance Lynn is up with everything. Um, so uh, Salvador Perez, it's only uh, he got thrown out at the plate uh, on a ground ball. Four hits already in the first inning uh, by the Kansas City Royals off of Lance Lynn. We want to get to that White Sox bullpen, who is 29th in team ERA, bullpen ERA uh, in baseball. So uh, two to nothing early and already a mound visit 
uh, for Lance Lynn in the White Sox. Here is our golf consensus picks brought to you by Dana Brown at the law offices of O.C. Brown, your law firm for a lifetime. Hey, next Monday, um, something that Dana is associated with, our buddy Dan Canavary uh, and some others, it is their Six Rings Baseball Academy down in Covington, Louisiana. We'll be doing the show Monday uh, from down there. So uh, looking looking forward to going putting some eyeballs down at the Six Rings Baseball Academy down in Covington. I'm sure I'll swing by DiMartino's and pick up a po' boy uh, before or after as well. My favorite, no doubt. Tom Hoagie is the choice. He is our only uh, common pick between our three contributors this week. Uh, he is at the best lines or at DraftKings for Tom Ogie, 45 to 1. 45 to 1. Um, other notables that people have put out, uh, Matt Humans put out uh, Tom Kim. Uh, his best number is 16 to 1 at either DraftKings or Caesars. Oh, there you go. Dropsy, dropsy. That's another run. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll pop up into uh, a little Texas leaguer down the right field line. It's now 3 to nothing. Uh, the second baseman was trying to make a good play. He was there just in and out of his glove. Oh, hate to see that. We're hot, Max. We're hot. Ryan Palmer uh, at uh, over 100 to 1. Seamus Power. Wes just put him out. Best number at Seamus Power is 40 to 1 at Bent Rivers. Uh, Bramlett, he gave out. Stevens' best number is 70 to 1 uh, at Bet Rivers. Michael Kim, not to be confused with Tom Kim, is at 66 to 1. Adam Scott uh, is his best number. And of all things, his putter might be the strength of his game. Odd. But if he's putting pretty good, this field, 33 to 1. I think he's live. I'm going to put Tom Kim. Seamus Power, certainly Tom Hoagie, Hideki, and Adam Scott. That's the five golfers that I'm going to go with. So, uh, And Wes just mentioned uh, Jimmy Walker as well. So there are your um, – there are your your, your your common pick is Tom Hoagie, the only one. But those are the other golfers that are contributors. Wes, Re- uh, Wes Reynolds gave us uh, – Gave us a 70-to-1 shot last week right here on his appearance. So a little, uh, little defensive interference or, I mean, uh, or a uh, te- technical. What do we have here? Flagrant two? I'm not sure, but Jimmy Butler shooting two free throws uh, with nobody on the line. Does he ever miss? I mean, does he ever miss free throws? And one thing about Butler, if his shot is not going down, he will find a way to get to the line. So smart. So smart. And we know he is uh, he is that tough. So uh, we got that going on as well. Three to nothing, Kansas City. Two on, two out. We got uh, Massey, the number eight hitter up. That's another hit. Go ahead. That's another run. It's now four nothing in the first inning. Royals over the White Sox. We are still back. Everything is above the belt. Keep it there, Lance Land. Give us one more. Give us a three-run jack, and let's get this thing over early. We take a time out. We're live here from Snow Seafood and Steak, and the great, uh, great uh, lunch specials over here every Tuesday through Friday. Uh, all of our lunch specials always include a salad as well. Uh, the Little Prince's favorite. You ever try the hamburger steak over here? It is excellent, excellent um, at uh, at. Uh, at, at Snow's, you know, one of my favorite is the grilled, uh, the chicken Florentine as well. 
the uh, blackened chicken with the, the cream spinach is to die for. Man, really big pieces of garlic in it. You talk about excellent over here at Snow's Seafood and Steak. It's game time for Snow's Seafood and Steak. Miami Heat with a 10-point lead with five seconds to go in the first quarter, 24-14 to 14 at the Garden. We're on a roll. Let's go, baby. Come on, Heat. Come on, Lakers. Come on over. The White Sox in Kansas City. Game time, 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. All right, let's see where he's at today. South Dakota, Arizona, Vegas, getting in the limo, heading to the fortress. I don't know. Where the heck are you now, Randy McKay? Well, I'm back up north now in North Dakota and uh, should be here more for most of summer, but I might make a trip to Colorado here if the uh, – might be able to get tickets for the Lakers Nuggets series <laughs> if that uh, comes to fruition. So uh, oh, you count day you, drive you, oh, back whoa, there. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you, you count, you count your What's chickens that? before the hatch, huh? The Lakers and Nuggets, huh? Well, let's hope so. But, uh, yeah, it looks like good possibility, I should say. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, things can change tonight. Of course, the Warriors are. Pretty big favorite, and they, they'll probably get there tonight. But uh, it could be a pretty good competitive game here. Hey, Randy, let's start. And I gave out your pick on the hockey because it was before you came on. And uh, so it's scoreless at the end of the first period. Uh, the lower-seeded Panthers looking for their second Big upset. So the Boston Bruins, with the most points ever for a regular season, um, they beat them. They knocked them out in seven in dramatic fashion, Dan, uh, scoring a tie and goal with one minute to go uh, in game seven. And so after the Bruins were eliminated, they made Toronto the odds on favorite. Now they're in position to sweep them. Why did you like Florida over Toronto tonight? Well, the sweep factor was in play here, and I usually uh, go with the sweep uh, in hockey. Usually you get a better line. I was hoping to get a better price on Florida. I did buy in initially and get uh, a little bit of plus money. I would have given it out on Twitter, too, but there wasn't it, the line moved against me. I guess the Sharps, uh, Sharps and the line movement uh, was with Florida, unfortunately, and I was hoping to get uh, at least plus 110 or better, but I never showed and uh, didn't want to really give it out. It wasn't a big play of mine, but uh, I do like uh, betting on hockey sweeps. We usually see them when it gets to 3-0, and uh, you know, there's been some rare occasions where teams come back for 3-0, but uh, yeah, and plus we had a you know backup goalie. I didn't know how good he would be in a start. You know, he came in and he played well, but uh, never know what you're going to get in that situation. Of course, these right. goalies are a lot better now than they used to be when I first started betting on hockey. There, there used to be uh, one day, one team would have a great goalie, let's say Hasek or Bilder, and then their backup would be some Ham and Egger that uh, was a hundred cents differential between <laughs> between the starter. But uh, you don't get that now. Uh, you know, maybe ten, twenty cents at most, uh, maybe thirty at the from the elite level down. Okay. All right. Uh, what about the late one, the man? The zigzag theory is in effect. Uh, the Golden Knights uh, win by two uh, two, uh, two goals. 
Then Edmonton wins by what? Five goals, five or six goals. Then here come the Golden Knights, win by four goals. So the zigzag tells us Edmonton big tonight. Are you on that? It's a minus a big price. Yeah, I, uh, you know me. I don't like to lay that kind of price. I'd actually maybe look to play the Knights if that if that line moves up. I did play the Kraken last night. It was one of the few losers I've had lately. But uh, that price went, uh, and then they actually got one of their better players back, and it still went to plus, went all the way from like plus 115. I was looking at in the morning up to 140, and I couldn't resist. So had a loser there with a Kraken, but uh, still kind of liked their effort in the series. And I still think I get a pretty good chance. But uh, as far as this Golden Knights game goes, uh, no play as of right now. And of course, very tough to take an under okay. with these two teams. You know, there is value on the under, but uh, the way they're calling these hockey and uh, the way the high variance in these hockey uh, playoffs, I have not played that many unders. I would maybe look at a first period under if you got uh, you got some decent value, but that's the only way I'd look at this game right now. Otherwise, I'd, I'd lean towards the Golden Knights again. I just think these prices are too high with Edmonton against the team with the best record. Yeah, that, that that is odd, huh? You know, Golden State, I mean Golden State, uh, the Golden Knights uh, win the division. They're the higher seed, and Edmonton is, you know, heavily favored. You think that is because the way they ended the regular season, they were – they were the hottest team in the, in the league. What they won like thirteen or fourteen uh, toward the end of the season. Yeah, most definitely. Just the the way they play at the end of the season. You know, big names with uh, McDavid and Drysital. And also, you got to make note: uh, Hill was probably gonna, Hill was starting for the uh, Golden Knights. He has not not ever started a playoff game, even though he came in relief last game and he looked great. I mean, I got off some of my position last game because. Uh, I didn't know what kind of hill I'd get there, and uh, you know, getting uh, Edmonton back when they're when they're down a goal plus money, I thought was decent because I thought Hill might blow up. But uh, and they played good, solid defense behind them, and you might see that kind of uh, game plan from the Golden Knights too. Cassidy's a very good defensive coach, and they got you know they got probably the top D core in the league. Yeah, I, I would I would rank their D core against uh, any of them, especially remaining and probably against anybody in the league as far as their defense. It's just that their goalies are have been hurt all year, so they haven't been uh, had one good goalie. All right, talking to Randy McKay, professional sports gambler. He puts out his picks on his Twitter handle, at RR39. Update from Madison Square Garden. Knicks have really stormed back. Down 10, 26-16. They're on a 12 to nothing run. And Jalen Brunson is trying to complete a three-point play, which he does. 9-25 mark in the second quarter. Knicks now, once down 10, up 3, 29-26. What about the late game, Randy? Here's the exhale spot with a comfortable lead for the Lakers. They did it in both series in game one where they stole up the home court advantage, got blown out in game two in, in uh, San Francisco and Memphis, and in the same spot in game five in Memphis up 3-1, they got blasted as well. Who do you like tonight? Yeah, if you're going to take uh, Golden State, you should have uh, already already bet it. Um, I didn't. Um, I stayed away from it. Uh, I just think this game's actually going to probably be close. If, if not, it would probably be a good in-game situation where you can get on the Warriors 
because we saw we've seen in series past when the Lakers have a bad outing, they're all of a sudden LeBron sits, AD sits, and then you get the whole backup squad in there and end up losing by 25. So that could be the situation. So definitely, definitely look to play these. You don't always have to play these games, you know, pregame. Always look to play them either in game or sometimes you might get some value at halftime too. And uh, you know, halftime you get little bigger limits in play. You don't always get the, you know, you don't always get the biggest limits. But uh, you know, there's other options to play games, and and uh, and that's what we kind of got to focus on here. I don't think it's a a play where we need to play this game pregame. Knicks are energized, man. They're getting a lot uh, to the 50-50 balls right now, so uh, they are really playing with a lot of energy right now. It was as much as a 16 to nothing run finally stopped with a Duncan Robinson three from the right corner. So now the game is at 32-29. to Knicks on top, once down 10, a 16-3 to run. Here's a little runner in the lane by Bam out of Bayou, and it cuts the lead to one. Got one in the top of the third for Kansas City. Should have been more, or top of the second, rather. Should have been more, but our over is still pacing very well. The over nine and a half there, it's at uh, four to one, Kansas City, over the White Sox. Randy, uh, the uh, NFL is your specialty. Uh, nobody better. Uh, what do you, anything to take from this schedule release as far as seeing maybe some teams that are, instead of a, uh, a home game, they're giving up a home game to play overseas or the quick turnaround on Thursday nights? Um, what little advantages that you see uh, in the schedule release that you make little notes of? Yeah, just the only note I really made today. And, uh, of course, the full schedule will be out on Thursday and uh I'll be listening to Union on right. this show out there, and uh, I'll be listening to that. I'll give him a little plug and our friend at Beeson. So uh, I'll be listening to that and see what the uh, schedule is. But the only real take is I see an old Jacksonville has two straight games in London, and they're in right. a, a week apart, which uh, is, is very strange. I know they played really well, and maybe they were, they, maybe they petitioned to do that. So. Uh, it's played really well over there. It's been like their second home. And maybe they want to be called the London Jaguars instead of Jacksonville Jaguars. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was really strange. And uh, maybe there's a better, better, good betting opportunity there. As far as uh, looking at the Jags, I've, I've done all right betting the Jags on uh, London games. Are they kind of softening the ground to consider moving that franchise there? Yeah, maybe so. You know, their uh, their owner is a progressive owner, and uh, always, you know, just like all these guys that get get money, want to make more money. I guess that uh, that'd be a be a situation where he would he would do that. That'd be strange for the NFL for well, he other already teams tra- yeah, he al- to do that travel. He already owns a Premier League team, you know, in in the area. So you know, I mean, if anybody's going to do it, maybe he will. I don't know. Yeah, I could, you know, I could definitely see that happening. And uh, you know, I, I never thought this this uh, thing over to Europe would work, but I, I guess it's getting pretty big. And you know, you see Germany getting teams and are getting games anyway. And uh, and uh, the NFL is expanding as as we know it. You know, Randy, I've um, I kind of uh, barred your uh, 
I, I referenced you when I was talking about this Boston Philadelphia uh, NBA series, and I, I just I, I see a team that is just not bought in on the defensive end. They were so good defensively. Um, they're healthier than they were actually last year. Uh, they added a piece like Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, Celtics in their 11 postseason games are eight to three to the over. But this coaching change, you you make your coaching, you know, your coaching power ratings uh, in the NFL. Um, my goodness, this 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 Celtics team misses their old coach, man. Yeah, and I seen some interviews with him today, and that was really some strange answers I thought he gave. And you know, I just uh, yeah. he seems like he's out of place, and it seems like this team's has has had some things out of place, kind of all playoffs. You know, they've had some. Games at home, and you know the record at home isn't very good lately. And uh, you know we've seen it. And uh, maybe with a more experienced coach, the one they had, or even they get Stevens off the GA, get him off the uh, get him off the chair, and put him in and back in the coaching, and they'd be better off. So uh, yeah, just a kind of a waste uh, for them. And uh, we'll see if they can rebound. But if they don't win it this year, what you know, kind of a waste of talent as far as what they have. All right, uh, anything on the, uh, the the hockey games tomorrow? Hurricanes up 3-1, back home in Carolina against the Devils, uh, minus $1.25. Kraken Stars back in Dallas. Dallas, big favorite here, minus $1.90 tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to be looking at, uh, if the price goes down on Carolina, I definitely look at betting them. Of course, I got them to win the series, so I don't need to pull the trigger unless that price comes down because they're a very good home team, but, so far, we haven't seen teams be very good at home in the in the hockey, but uh, Carolina finds a way to win and grind out victories at home. As far as the Kraken goes, uh, I always look to uh, back them. I think they're just undervalued in the market, getting such a big number like that. And uh, I'll definitely probably have something on. I'll probably release the Kraken pregame there because uh, it seems like the betting market likes to bet Dallas in this series. There you go. All right, Randy, anything else we uh, we missed on? Anything else you popping on lately? Hit any big video poker jackpots or big uh, ja- uh, slot jackpots? What you got going on? Uh, nothing Nothing as far as any of that goes lately. Just been kind of concentrating on the sports and uh, getting, getting some things done here in uh, North Dakota and uh, maybe looking at uh, catching some uh, playoff basketball when I get back to Colorado maybe next week. There you go, man. Denver's got a shot. They've got. Hey, uh, you people in Denver, they, they. I mean, they got to be excited, huh, man? They, I mean, this. They, they're. They might be the favorite right now, huh? Are they the odds-on favorite? Yeah, I would think they would be, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the East. But uh, they definitely be favored over the East, and uh, as far as them playing the Lakers, I think that would be a pretty close line, and uh, so uh, yeah, everybody's pretty fired up. I know back there, and. Uh, It'd be fun to go to at least one of those games and see the atmosphere. Well, you know what's uh, you know what when you don't lose at home and you got home court advantage in every series, you're gonna be tough. <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> tough. So really good stuff. At RR39, Randy McKay, he's with us every Wednesday at this time. Great stuff as always. We're down one nothing. Got a little work to do now down in South Florida, uh, Toronto with an early lead. But you know what? Uh, we, we'll be fine there. Thank you, Randy. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. All right. Thanks for everything, Jimmy, and good luck, everybody out there. 
Yes, indeed. He's uh, one of the best. Really, really fantastic handicapper, Randy McKay. You know when you're good, when you got all these handicappers on, and whenever they – wait, Randy's on this? Randy's on that? They make uh, – they, they pay attention whenever we put out uh, Randy's picks. Hey, don't forget our friends at Total Diamond Performance, you know, uh, get winding down on the school year, just around the corner, summertime. You know what that means? Kids are at home looking for something to do, get bored, whatever it is. Hey, it's our summer baseball skills camps at Total Diamond Performance. First week is May 30th to June 2nd, 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. So it knocks out the whole morning and a little bit of a lunch there. Um, it uh, Two different divisions, 7 to 10-year-olds, intermediate division, 11 to 14. Lead instructors, Matt Mastretta, Robbie Podorsky, Nick Schneider. Um, we, you know, we cover all the bases in uh, baseball and softball player development. Our summer baseball skills camp, we got to start May 30th and go all the way through August 4th. So basically covering the entire summer. So looking for uh, something to do for your uh, hot, for your youth league baseball or softball player or the ones that just want a little bit more and not babysitting, but, you know, a true developmental camp. Uh, go check out our friends at Total Diamond Performance uh, to uh, to uh, get on them. Call um, I'll get to it here. Call Nick at TDPBaseball.com. That's Nick Schneider, Nick at TDPBaseball.com. Total Diamond Performance, Airline Highway in Prairieville. Look at the scoreboard. When we come back, we're at Snow Seafood and Steak, Airline Highway at Highway 74 in Gonzales on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. All right, uh, getting you caught up on the scoreboard as we continue here from Snow Seafood and Steak. Great steaks, great wine selection. Uh, I mean, everything from delicious steaks and, uh, and seafood uh, prepared all kinds of ways or, you know, just some, some fried seafoods. Outstanding over here at Snow's. Chicken and sausage gumbo, seafood gumbo, it's all good. They do a fresh soup, uh, a soup du jour every day. Salads are great. Lunch specials Tuesday through Friday. Sundays are big. And you know what? In the area, you need to uh, do an event. I mean, we're in one of the ballrooms and or the, uh, the, the you know, the uh, banquet rooms and um, all different sizes. You know, they open up uh, the walls, uh, kind of open up to expand to uh, bigger parties and things. Always different uh, events going on over here, banquets going on over at Snow Seafood and Steak. All right, uh, at the Garden, they're all tied up now. 2.05 to go in the first half. Knicks 43, Miami 43. Miami with a 3-1 lead. Knicks went off as a three-and-a-half-point favorite uh, over the Heat. Miami jumped out to a 26-16 lead. Knicks go on a 16-0 run. Their, their biggest lead was six, and now we're settling in back and forth. Looks like this is going to be a tight one. Julius Randle going to the line with a minute 58 to go to the line. Uh, he is only one for seven uh, from the field. He hit his first three, his first shot, a three-pointer in the first possession of the game, and he has not scored since. He hits the first of two. Double play in Minneapolis-St. Paul as the um, the Twins – in the Padres, uh, Padres won big yesterday. Twins up two to nothing now in the middle of the fourth. Get you caught up to date on our overbet in Kansas City. Kansas City with four runs in the first inning against Lance Lynn. 
Uh, Could have gotten more, uh, but a line drive by Bobby Witt Jr. with the bases loaded was caught by the left fielder. Sox in the second, first three runners all uh, all, uh, of reach, had one one run in, two on, nobody out, but could not score anymore. Kind of settling down for just a little bit. Four to one Royals, bottom of the third, two outs and nobody on. Our over is nine and a half. Nine and a half. Lynn and Keller. One one bad sign. Keller leads the uh, leads Major League Baseball in walks. He's the only starter uh with three or more starts to walk more than he has struck out. With that big lead, he's just attacking the strike zone. We need some free passes. Lance Lynn with the strikeout. Four to one at the end of three. Still pacing well, but kind of calming down a little bit. Cardinals looking to sweep the Cubbies and Wrigley had a two-nothing lead. It's now two to one. Cubbies with one run in in the third, runner at second and two down. Uh Braves down two to nothing at home against the Red Sox in the bottom of the fourth. Mets on top of the Reds, Verlander and Green in that one. Verlander with a good start tonight. He's got the lead two to one in the top of the seventh. Uh, at the Great American Ballpark. Orioles 2 to nothing over the Rays in the bottom of the seventh inning. Earlier today, Yankees 11-3 over the A's. They complete the sweep there over the lovely A's. A's now 8-30. and 30. Rangers uh, take two out of three against the Mariners. The three pitchers, the three starting pitchers that they face, all top ten in Major League Baseball in FIP, and they still took two of three. Rangers now 22-14. and 14. We got on them to win the division at, uh, plus, uh, at plus 550. Rockies win two out of three in PNC against the Pirates, four to three. Pirates uh, lose two of three there, but they're still in first place in the Central because the Brewers lost at home today to the Dodgers in that rubber game. Dodgers eight, Brewers one. Kershaw with the win in that one for the Dodgers. Double win on the podcast this morning. Eduardo Rodriguez plus 105, wins five to nothing, under seven and a half, five nothing, double win on that one. Wild game in uh, in Phoenix. Marlins win five to four, scratch across one in the top of the ninth. All four runs were on walks in one inning that the Diamondbacks scored. Nationals, another winner on the podcast, plus $1.40. They win it 11-6 over the Giants. Sean Manai is definitely an auto-fade right now. His stuff is about as weak as it gets now that Madison Bumgarner has been reassigned. Phillies down one nothing to the bottom of the ninth. Kevin Gosman was outstanding. Six innings, scoreless ball, nine, nine Ks, no walks, only three hits. But they blow the win for him in the ninth inning. One in the ninth, one in the tenth for the Phillies. They steal it two to one. And the Astros win two out of three in Anaheim over the Angels. They uh, win five to four, re- improve to 19 and 18 on the season. So now the uh, Texas lead is three games over the Angels in the American League West. In the NHL uh, in Florida, uh, Florida look trying to complete the sweep. This is basically a pick 'em game tonight between the Maple Leafs and the Panthers. Maple Leafs, after they uh, after the Bruins were eliminated by the Panthers, they were made the favorites to win the Stanley Cup, but they're down three games to zip to the Panthers. But the Panthers are down one nothing. Maple Leafs got a one nothing lead. Six fifty five to go in the second period down in South Florida. There is your scoreboard. Tomorrow we'll be at the original walk-ons. 
on Burbank, getting ready for LSU and Texas A&M this week. And that's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series, ending up on Mother's Day. But, uh, boy, Mississippi State, when's the last time they have been this week? They are not good, to say the least. Uh, so they're coming in. Uh, Charlie, Max, and I will be over at the original walk-ons on Burbank for tomorrow's show. Don't forget our friends at the Cook Hotel and Conference Center at LSU. You're coming in for the series this weekend. Stay at the Cook, man. Uh, all the rooms have been uh, recently remodeled. You've got regular rooms, standard rooms. you got suites uh, of all sizes. You've got the pool in the jacuzzi. you got the full-service bar overlooking the pool, 24-7 concierge services, on-site fitness, also uh, access to the rec center, no charge for parking, no uh, complimentary breakfast buffet, and you copy the advocate every morning as well, all the amenities and then some. Nothing like staying on campus at the Cook Hotel and Conference Center at LSU. Julius Randle with a three-pointer at the buzzer, and we go to halftime. Knicks 50, Miami 47. Randall starts the scoring in the first half with a three-pointer. He ends this first half with a three-pointer bookending on a step back from three. The big boy from Kentucky. Game time here from Snow Seafood and Steak in uh, Airline Highway in Gonzales on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. <laughs> ESPN Rewind, brought to you by Tex Morris and Edward Jones Investments. Making sense of investments. Jefferson across from Town Center. Get a game plan today. 928-8659. All right, OTB. Here's T-Bob talking about LSU's recruiting. 2009-2019, LSU signed 21 five-star recruits. Only 10 of those five stars got drafted. In fact, they were the only school that signed over 25 stars that had less than 50% go to the NFL. So um, all, so as you see, like one of the worst in the country at taking advantage of these elite high school recruits to get. On the other hand, they were third best in the country, sending 34% of their four stars to the draft. They were second best, sending 20% of their three stars, one in five three stars. That's insane. And in fact, Jake, if you combine three and four stars – there was no better school in the entire country at sending these guys to the league. So uh, it's a bit interesting in that if LSU can seemingly keep that going, right, keep that lower development part going, while now taking advantage of your five stars, well, then you have a school that could become really dangerous and really powerful. Well, you just start with uh, with Jacob, you know, you know, coming in as uh, you know a two star and going to the league. You know, I mean, Justin Jefferson, two star. I mean, they, you know, Frank Wilson came on our show and told us. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm family with Frank. I mean, he, he told us. He said, "Man, we we thought we had um, Justin Jefferson, Texas San Antonio, man, and we were we were getting him, and he." You know, LSU got him on the last minute. This is with his two older brothers already having played for LSU. He's all over their radar. Now, he had an injury, but my goodness, I mean, please. Um, uh, Royals with a solo shot in the bottom of the fourth or five to one uh, there. We got uh, four more runs to get that uh, total. Um, they, oh, man, forget the stars. Um I did hear Shay on with them this morning talking about how much more accurate they've gotten. And that's with, you know, the stat. I mean, 
these 24-7 and these rivals, they hadn't been around forever, okay? And so they had to, you know, they've probably gotten better. They're more experienced at what they do. They have certain uh, recruiters that they, you know, and college coaches that they trust. Um, and, uh, you know, and so they've gotten a little bit more accurate. Well, man, it's a whole other ballgame. I mean, it's look, we used to look at the Elite 11 quarterbacks. It is 50-50, maybe 40-60 hit to miss. I mean, it is really, really, it's it's crapshoot. Um, they've gotten a little bit better. They've gotten more experienced. Again, I used to do my own in-state Louisiana top 30 in order. I used to rank them, hustle, um, tape from the coaches, edit it, do, do it on my Sunday night television show. And then once, you know, like Rivals started and they did it full time, well, I can't compete with that. And you learn to trust coaches. Like, and some get better over time. And you know what? There's there's all kinds of hits and misses. Because see, like a, a highlight tape, man, that doesn't tell you the whole story. I mean, a highlight, of course, we're going to share their highlights. That doesn't tell you the whole story. Are they taking downs off? You know, are they playing? Are they playing when they're down? You know, so it's. I think the thing it's these scouting sites have become more experienced, and they have over years have kind of built up more trusted sources and let go some of the non-trusted sources, and also it's sort of bringing a lot of these players together. And even if it's not exactly full-blown football, but doing one-on-one lineman drills and doing some seven-on-sevens and letting guys try and cover, you know, against you know, it, it, it's bringing these guys, doing some skills uh, testing. So they've gotten more, they've gotten more, um, got, got more in-depth bringing the guys together. That's why the basketball was always much more accurate than baseball and certainly football, because in the AAUs, even though it was so unscripted in such a, a kind of ragtag format or sort of structure, lack thereof, you saw the you saw the best players play against each other, and you could see. Well, well wait a minute, man. I mean, I thought DJ Augustine was just as highly recruited as Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is like, I mean, you know, he's like it looks like his little brother. He's so much bigger, you know. Once they get together, so. That that's that's the thing. They've just come. They've grown. They've grown, and they've gotten more uh, consistent. But the rankings, yeah, bro. There's always there's always a lot that uh, it come where stars don't exactly matter. Hunt Palmer on the Foss tomorrow. There's anticipation that he's going to play football this year in the NFL, which to me is incredible and kind of hard to believe. But it's fantastic news for him. And this is fantastic news for everybody involved because the Saints are in desperate need of solid tight end play. And Foster is very much that. We remember him as the guy who got one of the last spots on LSU, in LSU's class and a guy who was a phenomenal player here, war number 18, was a productive player, certainly knows how to block and was a threat in the receiving game. Raiders brought him in and he's been good for them, for Derek Carr. But you look at the Saints roster and I think they had a lot of high hopes for what Adam Troutman could become, and it just never materialized at all. You figured that the Saints were going to draft somebody to be a tight end, and then Troutman's like, I'm out of here, and they traded him. So 
Now you're looking at the roster going, well, they don't really have any tight ends. That's a problem. Another great example. Uh, maybe the last guy on LSU's recruiting class that year, NFL player. Now, the more important story is, and we told you that when, when we learned about uh, you know his cancer, that he was going to sign with the Saints. Now it has come to fruition. Uh, but the biggest story, if he's signing with the Saints, his health is moving in the right direction. So kind of know some friends of the family. Uh, so, man, be, be, go ahead, Foster. Let's go, man. Get it going. All right, real quickly, here's after further review. Talking about that opener, man. Big one. Going to be a top-10 matchup. LSU and Florida State in Orlando. Your season kind of does hang on that game. Because if you lose that game, you have no margin for error. Uh, you all know the fact. There has never been a two-loss team that has made the college football playoff. So LSU flirted with it last year. Had LSU beaten Texas A&M, they would have gone to the SEC championship and played Georgia essentially for a right to win the SEC, beat Georgia, and be a two-loss team that was going to make the playoff. They were primed for it. Now, they lost to A&M, and they lost to Georgia, so it didn't matter. But you are not going to make the playoff as a two-loss team. If this were 2024, I'd be far less concerned. LSU is going to open up in Las Vegas in 2024 against USC. And if you lose that game, all isn't lost. That's going to be a great game for college football. That's going to be a marquee atmosphere in Allegiant Stadium. It's going to be awesome. But you got a 12-team playoff. You lose that game, you can come back from it. You, know, you can go 10-2 and two and not win the West and make a 12-team playoff. Well... There was a two-team team that made a two-team playoff back in 2007. It took a minor miracle for it to happen, including a 28-point favorite to lose uh, in Morgantown uh, against uh, Pitt. But yeah, that, that's you know, yeah. I mean, that's a it's a big one uh, for both teams uh, to try and keep them in the hunt. And whoever wins, when you had these high-profile uh, games to start the season, like LSU and Florida State. Um, yeah, it can vault you, and it can uh, it can really uh, hurt you. It's an unnecessary risk by most standards uh, because uh, the biggest uh, statistic they care about, the selection committee, is the loss column. And this is a much, a much bigger risk than playing uh, somebody else. But LSU-Florida State, going to be a good one. Should be a top-10 matchup. But I guess LSU would be about five. Florida State be about seven. Something like that will be a very, very good game. We'll come back and wrap things up. Here from Snow Seafood Steak in Gonzales, Airline Highway at Highway 74. It's game time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. All right, back-to-back threes by the New York Knicks has given them a seven-point lead with 10 minutes to go in the third. Uh, 56-49. to A little a single by the White Sox. 3-1 pitch to Tim Anderson, our boy from Tuscaloosa. What's he do? 1-6-3 double play. Blah. Damn it, Anderson. Into second down in Florida. Toronto trying to stave off elimination. Up one to nothing over the Panthers. Later on, Vegas Golden Knights. My pick there is Edmonton. No, don't lay that 85, but lay the puck line for plus money. Golden State's a big one. It's up to eight and a half. It is climbing out of control. We like Golden State in a big way tonight. want to thank all of our friends over here at No Seafood and Steak. You're in the Gonzalez area. Always a great place. You can't go wrong. The menu is extensive. There's always something really, really good 
for everybody. 50 years we've been doing it here at Snow Seafood and Steak. Original walk-ons, Charlie and I will be over there for Michael Patel pushing all the right buttons back in studio. This has been Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge.